All right, let's welcome everybody out today to a brand new episode of Utah in the Weeds. This is episode 44, and my name is Chris Hollifield. And I'm Tim Pickett, a medical cannabis expert with uh, utahmarijuana.org. And you can find our podcast at utahmarijuana.org slash podcast. Today, Chris, we talk about, uh, we talk to uh, Justin Wright, a cannabis patient, super great conversation. He's, and what struck me was he's really just a, a family man, a software developer, and he talks a lot about finding your way to cannabis from like traditional medicine. Uh, it was just a, a good conversation. What I really liked is the advice he gave to people that might be on the fence of trying cannabis, right? Talks right. about like the, the importance of just at least giving it a try. He talks about tolerance, which is something. Yeah, he talks a lot about how he was very concerned about tolerance and mm -hmm. overusing cannabis and what his program is like to keep his tolerance low and keep his costs down. And you know what? A shout out to Corey Anden, Dr. Anden up in Ogden. Uh, it sounds like she, you know, she is his physician and did a great job at educating him. And anyway, I'm, I'm excited for people to listen to this interview. Yeah. And he's a listener of the podcast. So that was fun to bring a listener on the podcast and kind of hear what they had to say about it. But uh, yeah, so give this podcast episode a listen. Reach out to Tim at utahmarijuana.org if you have any questions about cannabis. Uh, I know the website, you guys got lots of blog articles there as well. Uh, and then you can listen to my other podcast, I Am Salt Lake at IamSaltLake.com. But call our voicemail number up as well, 385-215-9557. That is the Utah in the Weeds voicemail number. We would love it if you called in. Maybe you have a question about cannabis. Maybe you want to know when a new uh, pharmacy is opening up. Maybe you want to know where Tim, you know, shops and buys all of his cool uh, glasses. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Or, uh, or get some swag, some Utah in the weeds. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. Right. But uh, anyway, let's I don't have anything else to say about Justin. Should we jump into the conversation? Yeah, Justin. Right, everybody. All right. Enjoy the conversation. It's like I told my wife I'm going to be on a podcast because I smoke pot. And she's like, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah, I don't really a, smoke that's a it. Great, that's a really good place to start. I told my wife I was going to be on a podcast because I smoke. Well, should, I mean, is that, should we start? Perfect. Should we start right at the beginning of like what got you into? I mean, sure. Our, yeah. our levels sound good. We're, yeah. we're ready to rock yeah. and roll here. So, yeah. I mean, let's start right with you. Of When did you get introduced to cannabis for the first time? I mean, were you, were you younger? I mean, was it recreational or was it medicine? <sighs> so... I experimented with once or twice in high school, didn't really have a good experience. So I just kind of moved on from that point. It wasn't until 2019, uh, November of 2019, when I was just about had it with my issues. Like I suffer from chronic neck pain from a bike accident back in 2001 and I landed like head first and my helmet saved my life. So like after that point, my life was Never the same. It always kind of like, I remember I was listening, I was listening to Dave Matthews' Busted Stuff album for the first time. I got out of my bed and I felt crooked. It was the most gnarliest feeling. Like it's like something feels off and my eyes were like cloudy. And my mom, like she correlated to the bike accident, right? So like from a young age, from like 22 and stuff, I was like in and out of chiropractors, massage therapists, physical therapy, all that kind of stuff. And when I became a college student, you're young. So like, I didn't really take it too serious. I was just popping ibuprofen all the time and I got married and things were good, but our 
we noticed our relationship was just like degrading. I was always irritated and your relationship with your wife. Yeah. Like I would snap and get irritated. Like after my thirties, that's when we noticed that something was off with me. We, we know now that I probably was just dealing with pain. Like your body becomes so accustomed to just dealing with. It becomes normal. To yeah. You. It becomes normal. And like, it's like you, I would wake up in the morning and I feel okay some of the times. And then you'd go throughout the day and just sitting, writing code or doing whatever. By the end of the day, all I'm doing is just laying on a neck roller, playing video games, trying to like relieve the pressure from my neck. And so by 2019, November, I about had it. And I was just like venting to my mom about how bad this sucks. And she was the one that poked me. She's like, you know, I, I was browsing around with cannabis and I, I noticed that there was like this doctor and, and in an Ogden, I think you should go check her out. And that's what started it. So I never even inter- entertained the thought of using cannabis. And so I started researching it and I was skeptical, right? Uh, my whole impression, my whole impression, like it was a kid of the nineties. So there was like propaganda, like marijuana is going to make you dumb. It's going to screw you up for life. That I kind of stuff. I still have that. Um, You're going to be doing heroin. Yeah. How old are you? I am, th- I will be 39 this month. So you yeah. say similar. Yeah. Similar, similar high school stuff. I yeah. still have the pamphlet that my kids are going to be deformed. It's going to be the monster. Yeah. Like, you know, the Harold and Kumar movies, yeah. like marijuana kills and they're just laughing after my first time using cannabis. I could finally relate to that movie. Cause I'm like, yeah, dude, I was lied to as a child. So don't you feel so upset after you've been lied to, especially with cannabis? Like, I'm like, come on, man. Like this is, this is what I've been lied to about. Right. Like of all the things you could lie to me about this, this is what you chose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was, it was, it was night and day difference the first time I tried it, but yeah. So I, I explored it. I set up an appointment and I went to go see her in January of 2020. And let me tell you, that was a life changing event because COVID just hit. And once COVID hit, I couldn't go to a chiropractor. I couldn't go to a massage therapist. I was developing digestive problems because I was taking so much ibuprofen. My current, my my doctor I was seeing, like when I mentioned maybe looking into medical cannabis and stuff, she's like, oh no, just drink milk and you'll be fine with the ibuprofen and stuff. And at that point, I was like, bah, really? That's that's not good advice. Yeah. No, yeah, man. So I went to a doctor, Anna, and she just like, she was like an angel. Her whole entire staff was very professional. And, and like, I had no idea what to expect, right? You're like going to a weed doctor or something. Is it oh, she's like, great. Too. No, yeah. she's great. I mean, and her office is nice. It's in a professional oh, building. Oh, yeah. Like she, she, and she's been doing physical rehab medicine for, for a long, long time. Yes. Like there was nothing but positive experience visiting her for the first time. And she really takes care of her patients um, throughout the whole entire Utah laws changing and everything like that. I know it's been really hectic on her staff and patients alone, not knowing what's going on. And so it, it was really good to kind of feel like I was under her wing kind of thing. And I wasn't bad for using this. And she, she actually teaches her uh, patients how to use it correctly. Right. Like when I went in there, I'm like, so do I smoke it? Cause to be honest with you, I don't really like smoking marijuana. It has a really harsh vape that burns my throat and they instructed all types of different forms of how to use it, how much that kind of stuff. And so I went to Wendover right after her visit and went shopping and then came home. And I remember I tried, um, what strain was it? It was, it was a, it was a cart. It was like a vape cart and it was like blue dream. 
Yeah. And immediately when I did that, it felt like I was 20 years old again and I was standing up straight. And it was like, because sometimes I, you'd go to a chiropractor and they adjust you and everything and you feel good afterwards. The pressure goes away and everything, but you get right back in your car and you turn the wrong way or something and your bones go. And then you're like, wow, 60 bucks down the drain. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Here I'm paying 60 bucks for 3.5 grams and it lasts me for a week and a half, two weeks. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, you, you can get it to last you a so while. I've been, I've been, I, so after Dr. Andy and I, I started YouTubing stuff, right? And I found out Dynavap and I, I really, although Utah law is very strict on combustion and you can't use flames, Dynavap came out with like this little uh, induction electric heater that you can use with the Dynavap pens. And so that's become my daily driver because I can set that down to 0.05 grams per bowl and I can get like three or four charges out of that and totally extract so much out of my herb. It's, it's awesome. And it, it doesn't get you like sometimes like, I mean, I've used like the tiny mite and one hit with that thing. It was like, it sent me like I was couch locked, but with this micro dosing, I can, I feel like I'm really productive. Nice. Do you have like a favorite strain or, or, or what do you, what are you enjoying? Yeah, dude. So I tend to try to just buy a variety of strains because I notice that your body builds up tolerance to different strains over time. So that's why I've always been hesitant to buy like one ounce of just one strain or something. So I tried one that I got in Wendover called Connor's Comfort. And I think it's almost borderline of a type two because it has a very high CBD, like almost one to one ratio. And that kind of got me experimenting with, I got some CBD from a farm up in Oregon. What are they called? Shoot. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, so I started blending some CBD in with the THC to kind of remove the heady effect sometimes. And But Connor's Comfort's a really good strain. Right now, I'm really digging White 99 that I got at Beehive Pharmacy. Okay, yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. And then they also have like the Purple Afghan Kush. Yeah. Those two strains are really good. The only other strain that really stands out that I really liked was Lemon Cake that I got in Wendover. That one was... That one was cool. So you got your license in November Mm -hmm. and then pharmacies opened, started opening up here in March. Well, Dragonfly did. Yes. Have you found it to be pretty easy to get stuff here locally at the the pharmacies? Not at all. Uh, Several times I went up to Dragonfly and all they had was carts and I stopped using carts because there was the scare. So I started educating myself and while I do believe that they're safe when you get them from like Dragonfly Wellness or a reputable uh, medical cannabis dispensary. I didn't like how it felt in my lungs. Like I like to run. And so I noticed that like I'd get pain in my lungs. So I stopped using those right away for me. And I've basically been just using dry flour. Yeah. The, the, the cars are high temp, right? They're, they're a higher temp, more higher temperature than vaporizing flour. And, and then the additives. Yeah. We just talked to uh, Kyle and, you know, talking about the additives to the carts and how they can build up in your, in your lungs and cause some trouble. Has the lack of available flour gotten better? Do you feel like? So yeah, let's, sorry, I was totally special on the original question. Um, I was just curious if you were finding hard to find flour, you know? For all of 2020, it was a challenge. Like it was like a race to the dispensary who could get there first to get the flour. So I just basically said, you know what? Dr. Ann said it's cool if I go to Wendover. So I kind of avoided the dispensaries for almost six months here. And I just made runs to Wendover, Deep Roots Harvest, 
it's a really nice dispensary and they took care of me. But now that these last two times I hit up Beehive Pharmacy and they're I mean, great. They're yeah, good. they're yeah, great. I think I think it's I mean, I really I like the vibe down there. Yeah. The it's a whole I just I don't know. I, I like the I like Dragonfly. I like them all. Yeah. But Beehive definitely is one of my favorites. Dragonfly Sunday Driver is is it, it's like the favorite of 2020. Dude, I just, I always have to put in Beatles and listen to that and use it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but Beehive Pharmacy is, I think it's Beehive and Dragonfly are my two go-tos. And I was going to say, which one is your, your main, but I guess you, cause you probably have a card, obviously letters aren't, so I mean, you can go anywhere now. I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the beautiful thing. I'm, I'm, we, we just moved up to like this Mill Creek area, like, uh, it's like six months ago. And uh-huh. so it's really easy to get to either one of those right now. You moved up from Utah County, right? Yeah. Was that, was that tough being a cannabis user in Utah County? It was I mean, a that, secret. That, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it should be a secret most places, I guess. I mean, sadly, but I was just curious if you ran into any obstacles in Utah County, even though, I mean, we've talked about there's more patients in yeah, Utah County. More, there are, there still are Salt more Lake. patients in Utah County than there are here. Yeah. As far as legal, legal cannabis users. As far as legal cannabis users. Yeah. So I didn't really have much of an issue because at that time I was just going to Wendover. So I'd just wake up like on a Friday or Saturday morning and go and then come back. And my wonderful neighbors never even knew. I was just this little. And that's the way it should be probably yeah, you're anyway. Just, you're just this, yeah, you're just this family man. It's until people can actually throw away all of the negative vibes that are associated with this. That I feel like we're the ones that have to be in the closet, right? It's kind of weird. Like I was talking to someone at Dr. Anden's office. I remember having this conversation. I can't remember who, but she said, we shouldn't have to be ashamed to use the flower. We should be more embarrassed if we're using opioids or some kind of prescribed medicine. Like, it's kind of funny. Like I, people talk about using opiates. Like it's like, it's no big deal. right? No. And you make a really good point. Like I can open a pill bottle. Yep. I can open a prescription pill bottle in any anywhere and use it and at nobody. Work. Yep. And use it at work. And there's really no, nobody's going to look down on me for whatever prescription medication I have. I open a, I open a little jar of, of, uh, cannabis flower, you know, well, you can smell it. And then instantly everybody knows. And you just are. Oh, Tim's got his weed Tim out again. Yeah. <laughs> Tim's loading. Tim's grinding his weed. Yep. And then there's the persona of like, Oh, I bet he's a really kind of slacker kind of, like, right. Then, oh, well, for the next few hours, to, you have, you're going to be out, right? You can't, you can't work. You can't function. You're just going to be lazy. Do you find that with your family? Yeah. Let's talk about family life. Yeah. Like what's the family life? My marriage has never been better. 2020. I, I get it. It was not a good year. Lots of horrible things. Lots of unpredictable things happen. But on a personal level, being quarantined, like I have a friend that's a lawyer and he said his divorce rates, his divorce clients have just skyrocketed this year. But me and my wife, we're just like little lovebirds because like my my kid will basically be like, dad, you're getting kind of cranky. I think you need to go take some medicine and <laughs> I'll, I'll go take a couple puffs here or there. And it's like, we're, we're just super chill. I, yeah. I can't express how grateful I am for cannabis because I couldn't go to any other type of medical treatment for the longest time. And it's also helped keep our house's sanity because I'm not irritated. I was, yeah, what you do you feel like? It sounds like it, you, you had a almost a personality change because of the chronic pain. Yeah. So I used to be nice. I, I kept on telling my wife, like, cause we almost got divorced a couple of times in our marriage. 
And I told her, I'm like, I remember just being the nice person. I don't remember ever fighting this much. This is not me. And I feel like the true me has come through with uh, using cannabis in moderation. So you feel it's managing your pain then? Is that kind of what you're... Oh, very, very much so. It's the best out of anything I've tried for the last 10 years. No, I'm sorry. 20. I'm, oh my gosh, I'm old. For the last 18 years, it's probably been the number one most effective medicine. It's also helped clear up all my digestive problems that ibuprofen. I'm not sure if I should say that, if that's like. No, I, you sound like you're dealing with some of the similar stuff I have. I took a lot of like ibuprofen and stuff and it just damaged my gut, man. It yeah, just, dude. Just tore it up, it, your gut, man. It was, it's not good, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that has cleared up and my neck pain has cleared up. I have more patience. Um, I feel like I'm way more productive. I do, I'm worried about tolerance. So like family life. So this is something that I did notice. And also like, oh, he just, he just smoked a bowl or vaped a bowl. He's going to be lazy. That's not true. Like I do a 72 hour fast each month to like, just, and I just use CBD. That's right. I remember reading that on your, when you uh, submitted to come on the podcast, how does, I should be doing something like this. So how do you, do you just take, pick three days you take off? Yeah. Cascadia Blooms, that's the company. So you have, like, I have to be careful. Like, I've tried different CBD products and nothing really ever, to be honest with you, I don't, it doesn't, I don't feel a thing with CBD. <laughs> but Cascadia Bloom gives you actual nugs, like actual flowers of like sour space candy or um, Hawaiian haze or whatever. And when you vape that CBD flower, you actually, it's all, I, I call it diet weed because like it lasts for about 15 minutes to 30 minutes if you're lucky. And then the pain's right back there. So for the 72 hours, man, I am probably having quite a few bowls a day of CBD. Um, Do you find that you lower your tolerance at the time or are you able to really just stay at the same use that you were before? I think the tolerance is slowly still building up. Like I think if I took, because I've been using cannabis now every day for a year, right? Uh So I think like, when I first had a couple of puffs, it was like, I felt like Tally from South Park. Like, oh man, where am I? Kind <laughs> right. of thing. Yeah, that's all it took. One puff, <laughs> yeah, man. Right. You were good. But mm-hmm. now now I'll have like 0.1 grams and it's like, I'm very relaxed. I'm not in pain, but it's not like I'm like, got that heady, like pink eye. Like I have no idea what's going on kind of. Thing. Yeah, this is, we, we talk about this once in a while, but this is important for people to understand that. Mm-hmm you need some tolerance or else you, you don't function. Yes. Right. Like if you're going to be a chronic cannabis user, which is okay Mm -hmm. because we have chronic pain, then you have to build up enough tolerance to, to like support the habit. Yeah. To be able to function with the therapy. I think it took about six months. Like I used to only have to be able to take like one or two puffs. And then at that time I just had a mighty and like, so I'd have to quickly empty the chamber out. Otherwise it's just going to bake your herb. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but going back to the CBD thing, I would notice that I'd get nothing done at night. So for that 72 hour fast, you think, oh, I might not, because sometimes, sometimes you still get caught off guard and you'll get couch locked. And that's just the name of the game, I call it. And it's not that bad. I just play Smash Brothers with my son. Mm-hmm. So, but when or, I, or you become a really good listener. Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm, I listen to my kids so much better now because let's face it, I'm 39, he's 10. There's not much you can have in an in-depth conversation with a 10 year old. But when I'm using marijuana and he's talking about Steve in Minecraft, 
I'm all there. I'm like, right. I'm like <laughs> this is the most exciting you, thing you're ever. Vocal, you're, you're saying all the things I'm thinking yeah. when I'm at my house. Yeah. So, but with, well, on the, on the CBD fast, I'm doing everything I can not to get irritated because I do know that while they say there's no long-term like, or bad effects with marijuana, when I'm off, it seems like I am a little bit more irritable, but that's about it. I'm not going through withdrawals. It's not like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta take a hit. It's more like, I really love cheeseburgers and I would like a cheeseburger right now, but there's none at home. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get anything done. I'm on the neck roller every night when I'm not on marijuana. So why do you take a break then? Why not just keep going and just build that tolerance up? Well, one thing is uh, Dr. Andon's, um, what do you call the doctor? That's the assistant to the doctor. Uh, I forgot what. Care- careful here. Careful. That's me. It's the PA. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I'm, I'm bad with. I'm you're bad. just no. You're totally he's just, fine. He's, I'm just giving. You're gonna give this crap. guy a heart attack. He's <laughs> like, Shoot. Get, you're totally fine. Uh, so she has a PA that uh-huh. works with her up at her clinic now, and yeah, and she's great, right? Yes. And she uses Doctor Sulak, who from Healer.com. They run. They have a lot of, and and I know Corey quite well. They run a very. Um, they have a tolerance breaking program. Uh, that Dr. Sulak teaches in his healer.com course. Okay. And it's take take two days off, then start low. Yep. And she also has a really great staff. Yeah. Um, up there in her office. Yeah. So I was doing a week before I went back for my six-month evaluation. And she's like, don't do a week, Justin. Yeah, week You're just is, going to be torturing yourself. They said 48 hours is good. But then she said, if you can get 72 in it makes like, it's like, it's exponentially different. And I do notice a difference. So after the 72 hours, it's like, I just need like a small bowl for my Dynavap and I am good. But then Mm -hmm. like the next day, mm, we're kind of getting back into. Yeah. You build up a tolerance to the side effects pretty quick. Yes. Especially because you've had all of this, all of the receptors in your body are all, they're all jive and they're ready to go. They know exactly what you're giving them. And so I, uh, this is a great conversation because 72 hours a month is probably ideal. I don't think most people could do that. Uh, in your situation where you have a real chronic pain issue and you oh. need the THC to like feel better. Sometimes just between you and me, my wife will like, why don't you just do 48 hours or 24 hours? She, <laughs> she's getting a motel room for those 72 oh, wow. hours. Yeah. yeah. So Sulak, um, he talks about 48 hours and then starting back in, but really that's only once, you know, we talk in my clinics about once a quarter. Okay. Right. Doing 48 hours fasting and then starting back with low dose is to try to reevaluate what your therapeutic dose would be, mm. but everybody does it a little different and simplifying it to 72 hours sounds like it. I mean, it's ideal. It's, it's pretty cool. You do get most of the benefit over the first 48 as far as like the receptor activity. I would agree with you because sometimes I can't make it to 72. <laughs> right. And then you, and then you can kind of go back and you can use the same amount. Mm-hmm. I find it really interesting that you've been doing this a year in other States. People have they call it THC creep where you increase your THC levels, the intake over time. Right. Okay. And it's, it's like multiple factors, the access to the dispensaries, your use, you know, you're just going to tend to use more. When it's just sitting there. Yeah. I mean, it's just sitting there, right. Uh, One more hit, one Uh more, you know, I'm not doing anything this afternoon. So maybe a couple more hits, then you have right. to ask yourself the question, am I using it for medicine or I'm using it for recreational? 
and it, I, I'm guilty. Like it, it's tempting, right? Like there's times where you're like, oh man, it's Friday evening. It's like, I'll take my medicine before bed, but then you stay up till like whatever watching Netflix and then it wears off and you're like, I guess I need to take some more. Right. <laughs> right. And, and you choose, we choose strains based on not just pain control, but what, but what you get from the plant, right? That experience, sure. don't mm-hmm. we? I yes. mean, you, you were talking about strains, oh, your favorite strains, and I, you're like, oh. Yeah, I go on Hytiva all the time, and I'll, like, find out, like, what what's so special about this strain, and it, it's exciting. Like, I just tried one called Lime Marshmallow, and for once in my life, I'm, I, I love that strain because it actually decreases my hunger. I don't get the munchies with that one. I can't tell you that is the worst is the munchies. That's the worst side effect of all. <laughs> really? I mean, you're like a, you're a super skinny guy. Uh, so yeah, but I exercise like a beast. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, and plus with taking cannabis, it's allowed me to do sports that I couldn't used to be able to do. So I'm back into skateboarding and snowboarding and running, but like, did you run a lot without cannabis? Off and on, but like there is times where I just couldn't, hack it it was just like pounding into the pressure in my neck and my eyes and i was just like no thank you mm-hmm. do you run now do you use cannabis when you run yes i find that not only does it help with my neck but i used to get like runner's knee where like my pain would just like throb in my left knee i have not had that for a year that's awesome so take that as you wish <laughs> it's like a I mean, cannabis is like a super, it's a sports enhancing medication yeah, no, when I, it comes to runners, especially, right? Lifting weights too is nice, you know, before you go lift a little weight. Oh, yeah. Know, boom. And it just puts you in the zone. Right. You're concentrating on what's going on. Oh yeah. You're, you're a little thirsty. So you're a little more hydrated when you run, which is yes. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Tell us about this, uh, this blog you do. Oh. You started this blog, which is really cool. I haven't had a lot of chance to read everything on there, but I think it's well, cool that you started this. That's okay. So yeah. So, um, back in Utah County, you asked like what, I really couldn't talk to anybody. Right. And when you take cannabis, I get kind of rambly. If you notice, like when I filled out your form, it was just like, that it's was. great though, man. It gives us tons <laughs> yeah, of information to yeah, work I mean, with. Oh, cool. So, um, my wife's like, why don't you start a blog? Cause we, um, and so I did like, I didn't, I'm not really good at making movies or editing that kind of stuff. And I know people don't really read blogs that much anymore, but it gave me an outlet. Sure. And so it was very healthy during COVID too. And so I started blogging my whole entire experience. And then I started getting into blogging about the different strains. And I think I'm going to take that blog and try to turn it into like an online comic with me in a kind of a fictional setting. Cause I also like to draw like, I'm a software developer by nature, but I have like this passion for the arts. And so it's, I think it's a healthy outlet because there's not that many people to talk about the wonders of cannabis with. No, I could imagine, you know, I've actually had this discussion with my wife because my wife's the same way. She's like, I want to connect with all these people, yeah. but it's hard because you, you can't really just go out onto your public Facebook and just blast it out because... You know, hey, you know, I mean, you, you can't, you can't, we all essentially live in Utah County. Though, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's, I, I don't yeah. think any state, I think any state you're going to run it into is. the same problem. I mean, even California where it's full adult recreational, I'm sure you're still going to oh, run yeah. into a little bit of problems of going online, 
but you want to find your tribe. You want to find your people that you can talk with that are dealing yeah. with stuff that you're dealing with. Have you had people reached out to you at all? Like, um, I mean, I've had like three people reach out to me and ask, how did I get started? This yeah. was at the very beginning. Um, since then, not so much, but it was really great to interact with those people. Some of them had actual, yes, I have chronic pain. And I know that like almost sometimes people say that's the cop out uh, symptom to use with this, but hearing some other people's life stories was very humbling. And I was like, oh man, cannabis can totally help these people. Sure. So, but yeah. don't, you, and don't you want to get on like the highest mountain and tell everybody about it? You're like, gosh, this yeah, is, man. and then you're like, I can't. And it's the worst. That's why like to be invited on this podcast was like such a dream come true. I get to talk with two cool guys about cannabis for once. And there's like such a, it's like therapy. <laughs> you, you've, been, you've been listening to the podcast too for a while, right? How did yeah. you, how did you find it? How did you find the podcast? How did I find the podcast? Um, I was honestly just like my, my Instagram feed for my blog is just filled with all kinds of different, um, cannabis, whatever. And I think it just popped up on my home screen one day, Utah and the weeds. I'm like, that's gotta be cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> and so I clicked on it and I found out it's a podcast and then I searched and I found out I was looking to, so I subscribed to it on Google's podcast. And then I, was, I saw the one that you guys interviewed Dr. Ann and I'm like, I got to listen to that. And then I was hooked. And so, yeah. And then you also did like, I think Cole Fulmer of yeah. uh, Salt, Lake, Salt City. Lake City. Yeah. yeah. And there's a few others, some other, there was another patient that you were talking to and he was experimenting with CBD. It's probably Zach. It. Was it Zach King? I think his, yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah, he's, cause he's he in the mix, a little bit of mixing and all that. Uh, I'm always fascinated when people do this because yeah. we talk about it all the time in clinic with patients and mm. how you can, you can really get into experimenting, but we, we tend to spend a lot of time just on the basics you know, how to find a dose, how to, how to build up a tolerance, frankly, is a big discussion. Yeah. People use it and then they forget they're, they're like you in high school or, you know, you, you just don't have a good experience, get a little paranoid. you just, you don't feel good. You're dizzy. And well, now, plus you don't know where that, you don't know where that cannabis was coming from. No, no, <laughs> well, and that's the scariest part is, is, is a lot of the black market stuff. I mean, it could be mold. It could be, you know, you don't know what yeah, they, it could you know, have where, pesticides. Whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that causes, I mean, you were mentioning uh, GI problems. I mean, mold and stuff like that can cause a lot of stuff for people like, you know, cause I deal with a lot of the same stuff. Um, can we talk a little bit about the software you develop? Like what, what's your job like? Oh yeah. We can talk about that. So uh, I mean, I've done everything from e-commerce to health apps. Um, currently, I work for an HR company, and so I do. I'm I'm kind of like on charge of like the timekeeping software. And while that sounds really boring, it's actually really fun. Like every day, I get to wake up and play Sherlock Holmes and try to solve another problem within the code. And so I'm very careful to obey my work policies, but on the Programmers work more than eight hours a day. And I find in the night times when I'm clocked out of work, I will be using cannabis at that point. And I find I have such a higher focus on the code. I've been doing this now for a long time, so it's easy to get burned out and you're just like going through the emotions and you don't want to do it. And then you're looking at Facebook or something like that. But when I'm on the cannabis, it's just kind of like I'm listening to good music and I'm just zoned in. And so I find that that helps me when I have to work overtime. Did you find that you have you have to find strains that work for that? Yes. Like, it seems to me like some strains just make me stupid. Yes. Yes. You have to be very careful. So like, 
uh, white 99 is a really good one for me to stay focused on work. But if I took something like I had this one very potent, powerful strain, I think it was Wookie. I got, I got Wookie and that one made me really just, I was couch locked. And then I had another one called black flag and that one just sedated me. Like, so you have to be very careful with your strains. We talked about this earlier, like buying a little bit, buying an eighth, buying three and a half grams, mm-hmm. trying it out. Don't go buy an ounce. No. And you know what? There's so many strains to go around. I would encourage people just to buy one ounce in one eighth jars. That's what I do. And because every jar is a new a new prize. Because they, they all... <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> I do too. It's like a little toy inside, got, right? Yes, it's like, oh, it's like Christmas. <laughs> and then the other thing I would encourage people, because I, I have a friend that he says uh, he's very pro combustion, right? And while that is kind of like illegal in Utah, it's kind of still the de facto. People like, oh, you smoke pot for medicine. Like they don't think there's any other way to take it. But with vaping, man, you can get so many flavor extractions. And so that's the other fun thing with just buying in one eighth. This one tastes like bubble gum. This one tastes like blueberries. And so it's kind of like Willy Wonka's magical factory. Exactly. So your, 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 your family's supportive of it. I mean, what about your like friends and stuff like that? I mean, they're pretty supportive too, or do you, have you found like it kind of causing problems with anybody? There's a few of my friends that know that I use it, but for the most part, it's mum's the word. Yeah. Mum's yeah. the word. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. I get you. And you've got a young, a young child. He's 10 and he, it's kind of funny. He'll go to school and I think he'll be like, He's almost at the age where they start doing the D.A.R.E. programs and stuff. Uh-huh. And I'm like, don't say anything. <laughs> I know we have the same conversation at my house, too. I mean, my, you know, the kids are, we thread a needle, I feel like, especially in this state, mm-hmm. even. Um, maybe everybody does. With uh, what to say, what to do around the kids, what to include them on and what not to. And that's new charted territory. Do you feel like you're... you're yes. There is no book. There's no, like, norm for what to include kids on and what not to. No. And it, I, I asked myself, what is my son going to think when he is like a teenager and he knows that his dad is basically a pothead or a chronic user of cannabis to say it nicely. Like, right. But that's, but, but that's the truth. I mean, you, we use, and you say pothead, but Chris and I are, we, we use whatever term you want. You want yeah. to call it weed, pot, cannabis. It doesn't really matter. Um, I think you got to embrace the culture. Totally. Yeah. And you've got to be more inclusive, but I get the same thing. I've got a high schooler and I, you know, I wonder when, I don't think she's been to a party yet, especially with COVID, that there's been cannabis there, but it's coming. And I'm sure I'll be placed in a different light at that party. Exactly. Because it's, it's, it's more of that recreation. It's more of the. Sure. And it's illegal for them to have it. Yeah. And it's, it would be illegal for her to try it at the time. Do you think she would be tempted to try it? Do you think she's like, I know what this stuff is. I see my dad use it all the time. This is something I, I don't so need to. So interestingly, in my house, I don't show my children that I use oh. in that way. Okay. I don't know why. I've been struggling with this for a year. I didn't know if that's illegal or not. No, it's not illegal to you. Because I thought using it in front of a minor is illegal. Um, I don't know. I just Yeah, I mean, it's it definitely would be at least a gray area. We need to ask JD about that. Yeah. That's a good... That's a good... Uh, Let us know, JD, if you're listening. Yeah, buddy. JD, te- text me, will you? I've, I've tried to basically use it only in my work den, and mm-hmm. I'll just say I'm going to go take my medicine, but... He has busted in several times, you know, and he's like, 
dad, you got to check out this. I downloaded this off of this. And I'm like, oh no, you're downloading stuff on the computer. <laughs> you know, but I know my kids do the same thing. They're like, dad, well, what time do you want to go? We'll go, go at 420, dad. <laughs> yeah. You know, or they'll, I've, uh, I get these gifts once in a while and I got a mug with a, a wake and bake mug and it's got a little bowl and it, you could, you could actually use it. I got that same mug. Did you? Is it purple? Uh, mine's green. Oh. And you know, my kids are like, ah, ha, ha. That's just so funny. I have some Matterhorn CBG flower in my office and it's such a weird, I don't know. It's weird to me. It's not normal, and I know right? People, it's not normal to me because we didn't grow up like that. Mm -mm. But at the same time, I know people who are, who are like totally open. They got jars of weed on the counter oh, yeah. with their kids around and that's normal to them. See, I didn't know if that's, I'm, it's still kind of like gray area, right? Like, I don't want to cross that line where like all of a sudden like child services is knocking on my door or something. I think a lot of people don't realize, like when I, when I first started using cannabis 20 years ago, well, I was using it more out in the open with my buddies and stuff. Cause I, they did. I didn't know we weren't supposed to. I mean, I, you, you hear, oh, you're not supposed to, it's against the law. But, you know, you also hear you're not supposed to go through a red light and you do once in a while, right? That's like, right. Like, so I just thought, oh, I'm with my buddies and can smoke a joint, right? Big and, deal. And, we, and we would just be out at like a concert or we would be out for a drive or something. Right. And I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I didn't think, and, and, and I've run into people nowadays that are the same way. They're just like, I didn't realize there was that many consequences with, with cannabis. Right. You, you've people really got to be realize it. I mean, we've got to get a little bit more educated. All it sounds like all of us, yeah. right? On the on the legalities. On the other hand, you know, legal issues aside, it's still a it's still just a weird space. I, I have a liquor cabinet. I have cannabis in the house. You know what? Wh where do I? But here's the funny you know, you thing: can is mix, you can mix a drink in front of your I, four year old. When I was a kid, I had a friend growing up, and his mom would drink beer in front of us all the time. Right. It's like, so what's the difference with using a plant? I, this is the exact conversation we have at our house because we all, all have a mixed drink at my house in front of my children. You know, I, I don't, I don't think that's Nobody wrong. even thinks anything of it. Uh, yeah. I, nobody thinks anything of it. My kids know you're not old enough to drink. You can't try it. You can't touch it. Right. I told my kid, I said, I have a purpose to be using this plant. I am above the age of 21 and therefore I'm legal to use it you can't use this stuff. Right. And he's like, I don't want to, it stinks, you know? <laughs> right. So but see, that's a great, there's a great conversation. Guns in the house, alcohol in the house, cannabis in the house, teaching your children about it, about what's right, what's wrong, why you use it, mm -hmm. normalizing it, right? Destigmatize it. Yeah. He doesn't think it, he doesn't think it's some taboo anymore. He actually thinks it's, that's what makes my dad cool. He's no longer angry dad. He's cool dad. Do you ever, do you ever worry though? Like one thing I worry about with kids is if they would say, tell their friends, Oh my, 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 my parents use marijuana and then their parents find, and then maybe the kids would be ostracized, ostracized. and kind of like, Ooh, they got bad parents. So I don't want my kids to associate with these kids. Yeah. We're going to get to that. Yeah. We are, we're going to get to that yeah. because I mean, already we live in Utah where if you drink, Oh yeah, yeah. That, I guess right? we run into that issue. We run into that. I mean, my, my kids can't play with your kids because you my, drink. Yeah, yeah, you. Well, drink. you've got alcohol in the house. I mean, if they knew that I had liquor in the cabinet, I'm I'm sure there'd be some people who wouldn't want their kids to come over. That is, luckily, I haven't really crossed that road because of COVID. Everyone's kind of like, true, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that is something that concerns me. 
where where does that what happens with that? I know we're headed in the right direction, though. Think about it, ten years ago, you wouldn't have had these conversations oh, no. with your kids, and now my kids know it's a legitimate it's a legitimate medicine. We use it for a bunch of different stuff. You know, they they understand. They'll find something in the house, and they're like, "Oh, here, Dad, here's your, you know, here here's the battery." Yeah. The only thing that I have concerns with is like, what happens when my kid's old enough? I'm not home, and he brings his friends home, and they find the weed, like. Am I the one that's legally accountable for that? Like probably, probably. So, like, I'm thinking, like, I probably need to get a safe, you yeah. know, because yeah, safe, uh, you know, lockable bags, keep it away from everybody, yeah, and not the, have too much. A too. lot of the, um, I know skunk you sell bags. them here. Do you still sell them here? Oh at yeah, the, at we, the clinic we here? saw a ton of them. Uh, yeah. A lockable skunk bag. It's a carbon lined bag, so it doesn't smell. You put flour in it, anything, and it's got a simple luggage lock. Okay. Now you know you hit it with a hammer, it's going to come open, but I think, just having it in the lock. Yeah, just in the lock. And then you can even put it in something a little more secure if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why if someone does break it in, you can at least say, look, I did my due diligence to make that's sure right. that. Yep. And that's what we that's what we try to encourage people, you know, don't have a ton around and mm-hmm. have it in a locked container. This is where the medicine resides in the house. Then all the kids know. Yeah, that's, that's the medicine bag. I still think the that it's sad bag. that we have to do that when grandma's opioids are in the medicine cabinet. Right. Yeah. Well, you should be locking those up too. I mean, shoot, I knew kids back in the day that used to raid people's medicine cabinets yeah. and take the good stuff. But oh, yeah. they, every they, time they'd go to the, every time yeah. they'd go to anybody's house, they were always yeah. stealing pills. Yeah. yeah. What would you tell somebody, like, let's say somebody's listening and they're, they're, they're kind of on the fence uh, of getting their medical card, right? They're like, should I get my, my medical card? Should I call Tim up and get my card? <laughs> That's right. They're nervous though, maybe. What would you give them any words of advice? What would you tell them? That is such a good question. Yeah. Because when I first had the conversations with my wife, she she was like crying. Cause like she's from Japan and marijuana is called Taima there. And it's way legal, way stricter here than here. And so she was like, Why would you want to do something like that? And so eventually some I think everyone has to come to a crossroads to say, where am I going to go? Because current traditional Western medicine isn't cutting it for me. So what do you have to lose? If you follow by the rules, cannabis, I think, can be a wonderful medicine. And I'd say give it a try. I'd, I'd probably quote uh, Chong from Cheech and Chong to say, I now look at medicines and I think that's a drug. And I look at my plant and I say, that's my medicine. I'd say give it a try. I don't think it's for everybody. But I think you'd be doing yourself the biggest favor by saying, yeah, let's go try it out at least once to see if this helps me with my problem. Well oh. said. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I asked. Yeah. What about any, do you have like any favorite off the top of your head? I know we didn't ask this before you came in, so I, if you don't have anything, that's fine. But do you have any like websites that you like to go to that you like to educate yourself with? Like, cause you sound very, like you've really educated yourself yeah. in learning about it. Any recommendations off the top of your head that you would tell somebody to go to? So I, let me answer that question. The websites that I go to um, on a daily basis would be Leafly. I yeah. think it's Leafly and yeah. Hytiva, but then I also will scour medical journals Um I got my master's in instructional design and technology. And the only thing I learned from that school was actually how to read 
peer-reviewed journals. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's a skill not a lot of people have. I've, I've been researching terpoids, terp, terpenes, and uh, cannabinoids, and because I always had an interest in the tolerance. So I've been scouring those sites, but I think for the day-to-day generals, the best source to go to is there's a book called The Medical Cannabis Guide. And I can't remember the author. She's a doctor who was actually on like, I think, don't quote me on this because I was probably medicated when reading this, but I think she was from California and she was like, worked for the law, like the uh, Department of Justice busting druggies. And she had no mercy for cannabis users. And her whole entire perspective got turned around and she wrote this incredible book. And it talks about the history, like back in 1937, how it was getting the medical cannabis tax and how uh, nylon was coming out. And they were afraid that that was going to like cannabis hemp was going to destroy their industry. So basically she explains the whole history, how government and money is what basically made cannabis illegal. And then she goes on with the medical benefits and she says, you know, states, and she says, this state has for these reasons and these reasons, Utah's I feel bad for Utah because the amount of criteria to be accepted as a cannabis user is so small, but she talks about all these other um, problems, conditions conditions that it can truly help with. And the only reason why the medical field moved away, I think it was, was his name, Dr. Woodward. In 1944, he went on record and said, the only reason why they moved away from cannabis is it's so hard to prescribe the right amount and pills kind of made that easy. So, yeah, that book right there, if you really want to get educated, that's a good read. Do you ever see yourself doing something more with the cannabis industry? I mean, even going to work, like you're, you're in the software industry. I mean, yeah, so need that, a man. Lot of I, re- I remember when Dragonfly Wellness said they were hiring and I went and I looked to see what they were hiring for and they didn't have anything open for software, but I sent my resume in anywhere. I'm like, dude, I would love to work on your website, but yeah. I never heard back. If I If the opportunity arose, it would be... A dream, right? Sure. Yeah. I, I think yeah, that would cool. be that way for all of us. And Tim lucked out and started this whole down. thing, you know? Yeah, man. You guys are living the dream. <laughs> That's a cool t-shirt, by the way. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> healthcare this is to our buzz healthcare about. to buzz about t-shirt, the utahmarijuana.org t-shirt. Yeah, it's man. super cool. Uh, yeah, it's got a couple of bees and the THC molecule. It looks like a honeycomb. Yeah, man. Um this has been awesome. Yeah. yeah thank you. Know, thank I, you for having I, me. Dude, I, I appreciate you doing the podcast with us. Um, I think, I mean, do you have any other questions for us? I know we covered a lot of what you're probably involved with, with uh, cannabis. I mean, is there yeah. anything that you were hoping we would talk about that we haven't had a chance to talk about I mean, yet? As a, just a patient of Utah, there's not a whole lot of in-depth detail I can provide about the industry and where it's sure. going. Um, so I think- but your use, I mean, that was, that was, I mean, what you shared was awesome because I think people listening might be able to relate a little bit with it, mm-hmm. right? That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you, you, you come across to somebody who is really knowledgeable about cannabis use, but very careful about the use, about having it in the house, talking about tolerance. It's, you don't find then, that. Yeah, you really don't find a lot of people. A lot of people are concerned about tolerance and building up too much of a tolerance, but we don't talk about it enough. No, we don't. And and thank you for saying that. Um, like I said, like advice for anybody getting into this, um, educate yourself. I did. I wanted to make sure that it was going to be right for me. And is it really just like some fake medicine or was it really going to do something for me? So I spent a lot of time like before I got into this, like for two months, I was just like 
reading up on everything. Yeah, so that's, that's really cool. And I, you know, I tell people, Hey, what's the worst, right? Try it. If it doesn't work, what's, yep. you don't have to do it no more, right? Like yeah, no one's going to make you keep doing it. Not at all. Not at all. The only question I had for you guys is what's your preferred way to ingest cannabis? Well, my preferred way is burning it, combustion, but obviously in Utah, that doesn't work. No. So I, I, I use a volcano personally right now. That's what oh, okay. I have. That's what I have. Yeah. That, do you use the, the bags with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's actually what I was, I was making some phone calls in between this last interview. I was trying to, it's tough to find them, man. I need yeah. some, I need some replaceable ones. So if anybody listening, let me know if you know where to get some, because maybe I still haven't gotten any by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, I don't, that's what I use. Uh, yeah, Cause I, I'm just at home. I, I know people get the portable vape things and all that, you know, volcano has been around for a long time. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a good one. Yeah. For me, it really, you know, I'm somebody who likes a different thing for different times, different places, different events. I like, um, well, you rave about this PAX three. This yeah. I mean, you like the PAX three. The PAX three. I really like that. And yet the firefly, the taste is a little better with the firefly. So there's places and times I, I like that. There's some, I'll be honest, there is a time and place I think a you know, a good old joint is uh could be could be the thing. But uh, like you, strains I I really I go back to this tomato discussion all the time, you know. I like all kinds of different tomatoes. Grape tomatoes are good on salads and and uh heirloom thick cut garden fresh tomatoes are good on sandwiches. Yeah. And so to me it's it's the variety and using cannabis as medicine. Not every day do you, you know, I don't have a headache every day. I don't have the same thing going on every day. So I can, that's the beauty is I can use it for different things at different times Mm -hmm. and I can be creative about it Mm -hmm. too. It gives me more uh, control, frankly, than just a typical prescription medication. So there's... There's the answer for me. Cool. The other, the only other thing that I had was, have you guys ever recycled your AVB? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, uh, my, well, my wife's really big into edibles. Okay. We actually got the Levo too. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No. Uh, it, it, I don't understand all the logistics she does. It extracts it and makes it like an oil and all this and that. It, you can she, make gummies. Yeah. She's, she's making like gummies and, and all that. And so, uh, uh, so she uses, uh, the AVB, the, the, uh, or, yeah, what do you call it? ABV? Already been vaped. Yeah, already ABV. been vaped. Already uh, been so vaped. she uses yeah. that, and then she'll actually even make some. Uh, even she's made lotions with it, man, and cream. What is this thing called? Levo. L e v o. And then the two. If you get the Levo two, the first one didn't, from what I understand, didn't decarb the flower. Uh-huh. The second one does. Now, if you already have it decarb like AVB, you don't, you don't need to. Well, you, you wouldn't need, need to, to do that, but it might not be, you know, obviously it, it might not just be all that high in THC. Obviously, if you've, if you've vaped most of the THC mm-hmm. off or anything like Becomes that. Becomes a little more CBN and yeah. some different stuff. But I mean, I got yeah. patients who just eat it. Yeah. Well, yeah. My, my wife will do that. She'll throw it on bread. Oh, like yeah. that way. I thought, man, just like plain, like, I, like I have a jar of ABB. I didn't know if they were just like tipping their no, finger. No, this is and... the guy. Yeah. They, they'll <laughs> like, they'll like get a pinch and put it on something and eat it. Okay. And yeah, it doesn't Oatmeal taste that good. Or does that, does that absorb? I thought you had to, I thought there was a science with extracting it that you had to get. No, because it's already decarbed because it's already been vaped. Oh. So it's, Anything over the I mean, like 250 degrees or 300 degrees, I think it's 300. Anything over that, you've got a um, you've got an activated plant, so it is in its scent, it is an edible. 
dude, I got to look into this Levo too, because I made some MCT oil, like with my AVB, but I looked up a recipe how to make like the ha- the Harbro gummies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I ordered like this gummy bear, like uh mold on Amazon. I'm like, I'm going to make some gummies, but you can't do that with MCT oil. Like yeah, look at, look at the <laughs> LEVO. No. I mean, it, 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 it's like 200 bucks. It's I mean, it's so, I mean, it's, it's not cheap, but it's not like crazy. No, but if it, that, that's an investment, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. if you can recycle that, cause buying gummies and edibles and tinctures is expensive as, or, or she'll get, or she'll go, you know, at the pharmacy and get, some flour and mm-hmm. then extract it and it will go so much further because oh. she'll, she'll turn it. She, she puts them in like tinksters. So, and then there's some calculators yeah. online yeah. too. That'll, you'll be able to measure how much, what the percentage THC is in your flour uh-huh. and what, um, how much oil you're using. And then it will give you a, a pretty good breakdown of how much THC per milliliter is in your oil. No way. Yeah. There's some pretty good calculators online. Like I would still want to do that, but the only thing that I would look at is, I would look at that flour and say, oh man, you're just cooking that in the oven. I could be like, I uh, know. Go, yeah. there's, there's some Facebook groups too on Levo. Levo, on Levo. Levo has some Facebook groups. If you're on Facebook, go join those in, in some of the other people that have used it. I'll have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do some. Well, and as flour, as you get the different types of flour that'll be available here and the price will come down a little bit on a few things. Mm. Yeah. That is, that is really. Yeah, she's good. also done, I mean, she's infused oils, like big, you know, just for cooking, not non cannabis mm-hmm. related. Like she's doing up, my wife's gotten, she's gotten into all this natural stuff all of a sudden. So that's awesome. That's cool. cool. But in, anyway, but yeah, uh, cool. So how can, let's talk about how can people connect with you, man? Um, if, if people want to reach out, if people want to reach out, the best way to reach out to me is on Instagram, Beehive Chronic. Okay. Is my username. Beehive Chronic. Um, and then Beehive right? Is your blog. Beehive is my blog. I'm going to be, revamping that to almost be kind of like a blog slash online comic because I, f- I feel like there's to be able to draw and illustrate some of the things that I have seen positive with cannabis. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to sharing my experiences that way. So yeah, l- look for 2021 to see that. Um, I'm trying to drop a new comic strip on Instagram every Friday. So we'll see what turns out. I'm just, I, to me, I'm just doing it for fun and it's just kind of my outlet to share my positive experience with everybody else about medical cannabis. I wish every patient would do this. I mean, yes. do you journal at all too? Do you uh, write in a, like a hand journal, like with your experiences with, with no, cannabis? because my handwriting sucks so bad. So that's why I did the blog. Okay, no, 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 no. At least you're doing something though. Yeah, at least yeah, you're doing something. Cool. I think everybody should journal their cannabis yeah, experiences. Everybody should. You get a lot more. I get a lot more from journaling. I've noticed that since I have. Yeah. The other reason that I wanted to do that was I, I believe Dr. Anna was saying they're looking for more statistics of how it's helping people in Utah because I, I feel like the government was kind of a little hesitant about that. So I mm-hmm. figure if and I they can- they still are adding adding conditions and subtracting conditions. There's talk about subtracting Are they subtracting chronic pain? No. They, <laughs> won't, they, will, they will never subtract chronic pain, but- there's been talk about subtracting PS- PTSD because oh, the, I'm sorry because the that. evidence is. And what would they do? Just say, "Oh, sorry, if that's what you qualified for, you just can't have I, a car I'm, anymore." Well, or would they be what, grandfathered I don't know in? What they would do? I'm I'm a firm believer that cannabis can totally help, especially our our servicemen in the army. Mm-hmm. They need something because it's the least we can give up. Come on, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wow. I mean, they're sleeping without cots at the Capitol. Yeah, man, right that's something, right? How okay. can how can people get a hold of you, Tim? As we wrap this episode up, utahmarijuana.org, and the podcast will be up there at utahmarijuana.org/slash/podcast. 
Um, you can look for us there, chat with us online. If you need help finding a way to become a patient, um, Justin mentioned Dr. Anden, great provider in Ogden. We are also in Ogden uh, and here in Mill Creek and, and across the street from Beehive Pharmacy. Awesome. How and, about you, Chris? And then you can listen to my other podcast, I Am Salt Lake Podcast, IamSaltLake.com. we got a new episode goes up there every week, so go find out about some of these awesome people in Salt Lake City that we've chatted with. Also, call our voicemail lineup, 385-215-9557. This is our uh, THC hotline, right? We, we should name THC it something. Hotline. The Cannabis Hotline. No, I mean, this is something for you to call if you have questions about cannabis, if you have questions about getting your card even, if you have questions for Tim, we can maybe answer them on the podcast. Absolutely. Questions for myself or possible future guests. And make sure you subscribe, whatever outlet you're in. That way you get all these episodes right to your phone, right when they get released, because we have a brand new one goes right. I don't know if you know this, Tim. They go live every Friday morning at 4.20. I figured out oh, how to get yes. it to go live at 4.20 a.m. So <laughs> so that's when that's when they go live in the podcast feeds. 4.20 a.m. Awesome. on Friday morning. You'll get it right there. So subscribe, and uh, we'll see you next week on the next episode of uh, Utah in the Weeds, right? Yep. All right, everybody. Stay safe out there. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Justin.